Hi, welcome to the Xbox World Podcast. Uh, we got uh, we got a special guest star this week in Jem, <laughs> who's, uh, who's who's come in to replace Matt because uh, Matt's got a runny nose and couldn't make it. Uh, no, I don't know what he's doing actually. Something back in the office that he said he was so busy. I think he's got like um, like a big spot on his bum he needs sorted. Yeah, that's I right. I'll visit the doctor about it. I'd say it's a direct snub to the readership that, that Pella hasn't turned up for. Yeah, I, I think... don't know as much about maths, but uh, I'm a better lover. So. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's Tim will well, confirm that, later on. That's <laughs> a, uh, an interesting start. <laughs> <laughs> an interesting stroke controversial start. <laughs> So what have we got to talk about this week? Well, I mean, it's Leipzig at the time we're recording this. Leipzig at the end of next week. Mike, you're off to... Uh... Yeah, the podcast should be going up literally as I'm on the plane. So yeah. stopping off, I think, about 50 countries along <laughs> the way. Right. More stops in the Bath, the Bristol bus. It's a bit of a trek <laughs> to it's get like to It's like the Leipzig. cannonball one, isn't it, this year? The way everyone's getting there. It is, yeah. Hardly anyone's on direct flights. There are some people like like training it, like plane then train. Some people have got like connecting flights. Some people are hiring a car in Munich or Frankfurt and driving down. Yeah. Some people are like taking speed boats across the ocean. <laughs> <to get. laughs> if you were, if you were a, um, uh, if you were going to shack up with one of the gangs from the Cannibal Run, race with them. Which one would you go with? Well, I, I like Jackie Chan and Jaws in that. I was going to say, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd go for uh, Jackie Chan for but sure. For comedy value, I'd go out with Don Deleuze and uh, Burt Reynolds. And it's all about Reynolds and Deleuze. Yeah. And you're going to have an evil man with a dog chasing you all the way, trying to stop you from getting there. I think there's a lot to be said for a guy for shacking up with the, the doctor with the crazy eye who Jem might know See, his I, name I'm scared of him Marty yeah. uh, isn't it oh no it's not no I don't think there's, no, anything, to be, I don't think there's anything to be said for that I think <laughs> the only thing you can expect is some kind of nasty in, intravenous injection at some point during the race <laughs> It's gone slightly off topic here. Hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> anyway. Not really, we're about to announce a Cannibal Run game. That would be good. Wacky oh, race I'd, I'd, I'd so play be. a Cannibal Run game. They should just, you know, map the whole of America, every road down to the finest detail, and then get Burt Reynolds to be in it. I don't know what's stopping them, to be honest. It's one for the test driving. I mean, that's Definitely. much more interesting than sterile test driving. Yeah, limited. forget, forget boring old, limited. forget boring old uh, Hawaii. We'll we'll do a Cannibal Run across the whole of the United States. It'll only take them thirty <laughs> years to make. Oh man, they oh, will no. make it soon. All gone wrong. Total <laughs> silence. <laughs> it's all crashed and burned. <laughs> yeah. Let's rewind. So I'm going to Leipzig. Yeah, Leipzig, yeah. I'm going to be on the plane literally as this podcast goes up, hopefully. And it's a packed schedule. It's right. Yeah, you've got, you're seeing some, I don't know there's a massive amount of surprises there, no, really. surprise-wise, we're coming up short. It's yeah. a lot of stuff we've seen in more polished states. Yeah. That's because they never announce the surprises, though. That's the problem. They don't go... And at one o'clock, two o'clock, you're about to see blah, blah, blah. No, but no, normally they do say to you, look, we've got, um, we're, we are showing, I mean, it might not be stuff that we can, we can uh, spurt out in a, in a podcast, but, uh, but we can certainly, uh, we, you know, stuff that normally we know that we're going to see. For example, when you went to E3, they said to you, you know, you're going to be seeing a mystery game one yeah. at this time. So um, I haven't been getting a lot of that. I haven't been getting a lot of mystery game here, mystery game there. To be honest, my the slots that I've been booking myself into have been very specific games. Yeah, I noticed that. But the only thing I can say is that when I was making my E3 appointments, and I was saying there there doesn't seem to be much new material coming here, they were fobbing off by saying everything's going to be revealed at Leipzig. So either they were lying, they do have a tendency to do that, or. You actually are going to see something exciting at some point. Well, we've got something new, I think we can probably mention from uh, the Codemasters. We've got something new from Atari. It's not the game from Atari that we were hoping to be revealed, Mm. which would be Test Drive. It's not that yet. But there is something from those guys. Uh, how much we can say, I don't know at this stage, so I'm going to shut up now. Yep. But generally speaking, there's the games I'm seeing are very, very specific. I mean, I've got a half hour with, you know, Bayonetta, a half hour with, uh, you know, a, a specific EA games and so on. And, mm. uh, there are a 
couple of cases where it's okay just an hour to see everything we've got you know or two hours to see everything we've got my microphone's dropping down here so i'm just going to adjust it um so in those cases maybe we will be seeing a few little cheeky treats um i wouldn't count on it though we'll no. see we'll see what i come back with i mean i think it's a very as ever, you'll hear it here first i think there are there are there, there, rob may be right there may be a couple of surprises but i think i think normally we start to get you know a week ahead of the show i think we tend to start to feel the vibes that come with rumors and uh and and big game announcements and stuff and we're certainly not getting that this year mm. and and i think also there's a lot of this year there seems to be a lot of of big games that have kind of been announced quite early and we've seen we've seen a lot of code for it quite early and i'm thinking like specifically like finished and polished code as well like i'm thinking specifically like stuff like gears of war 2 mm. which has been in a pretty polished state for quite a long time and now, isn't you know? even at leipzig that's weird inexplicable I don't understand that for me Leipzig is going to be very much about uh, quality over any kind of uh, quantity of news so what I'll be coming back with for our next issue or issue after next in fact mm. will be you know real solid interviews with some of the biggest game designers in the world that's all we can say at this yeah. stage we've got the biggest names in the world in our magazine we, we, we can't talk about it but Mike has organised some blind in interviews so We've got we've got people locked down who you wouldn't expect to see, you know, real 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 big names. We've managed to squeeze people in here and there. Mm. It's going to be a corker of an issue once once I get back, and it's going to be a marathon writing job for me. Lucky old me. Yeah, transcription um, job as well. That's my always my favourite job. Transcribing reams and reams of translated Japanese. That is good. Yeah, it's an exciting game announcement this morning. There wasn't there. That's been announced. Very there, exciting. This is this is, this is the most exciting thing that ever could have happened to me. I yeah. think it's like saying like. Indiana Jones, like Han Solo, James Bond, yeah. and Rocky are all starring the same film together. Yeah, it's it's Arnold versus Stallone yeah. versus you know Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got Shinji Mikami and uh, Guichi Suda working together on a brand new game. They worked together before on Killer Seven, which was mental and wonderful. Mm. You got Mikami, who's worked on Resident Evil Four, basically redefined the horror genre with Resident Evil Four. Got the and, as well, you? Uh, apparently, Mizuguchi's uh, uh, guys at Q Entertainment were involved in brokering the deal. We're not quite sure how they're involved yet, but it's Suda's game, being overseen by Mikami, who is, as we've said on the podcast before, Mikami is probably the best games designer in the world. Mm. Certainly got the strongest track record. He's currently record. working with Platinum Games. He's working with Platinum Games these days, yeah, and EA have signed him up. Yeah. Yeah, I've got them signed up and literally locked down. They're uh, they're working together to make a new horror game for EA. We know nothing in details wise, absolutely nothing. That's, that's big though. That is big. Talk about that horror. is literally Megaton. Yeah, that is. It's a good name, isn't it? It's, it's, it's always a good name. It's, the, it it's two out. of the best, you know, the best games designers in the world working together again. Mm. These guys have teamed up together before, Tango and Cash style, yeah. Deloise <laughs> and uh, Burt Reynolds style. Yeah. <laughs> And when they, and when they dish it out, they dish it out with extreme prejudice. Yeah. Talk about horror games. <laughs> I, um, unfortunately, don't well aren't ever going to appear on three sixty. Um, just having a look at Siren on the on the PS three yesterday. Yeah. Um, the boys at PSM were playing it. It looks bloody amazing. Uh, I don't know. I played it. It's very cumbersome, very clunky, very old fashioned, very immersive, very definitely immersive and scary. And I've, I'm speaking of horror games as well. Along with Siren, I've been playing Fatal Frame four on the um, the mm. Wii which is so scary, I'm actually afraid of my own house right now. <laughs> it's a game which is it's utterly, utterly, utterly terrifying. And um, I'm, too, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit I'm too much of a, a big, big baby to play it. Really? So I'm not, I'm not going any deeper into Don't it. Like uh, I've, people who have played all four uh, are telling me that it's the scariest of the bunch. Right. I've played, I've dabbled in all of four and I've managed to get about a half hour into all four. And well, I'm I'm not so keen on going much further in this one. How is it forget, terrifying? Forget those horrid Japanese ghosts with their horrid sunken eyes and lank hair. 
if you open a door and the camera cuts to a view and there's one of them standing behind you and then it cuts to another angle so you can't see them anymore and you think shall I turn around or should I just keep on walking? And it's that kind of hard. It's always oh, that right. thing. It's like, do I really want to see yeah. what's chasing me? Do yeah, I really yeah. want to know? Yeah. It's kind of like when you're in bed at night and you hear the creak of a floorboard. Yeah. And you think that could be a mad knifeman. An axeman. Yeah. It could be a mad knifeman. So what do you do? You pull the sheets up tire. Yeah. Because they'll protect you. They'll protect you, right. <clears throat> and that's the thing. You think if I don't turn around, at least then I don't see it and then I'll be safe. So you're and right, that's what actually. that whole game is. Now, when you're scared of your house. I mean, there's not, uh, <laughs> there's not that many... I don't know. I mean, I, I, in my experience, there's not many genuinely scary games. But I mm. mean, it, the few that I have played, I, I feel exactly the same as you. It's like you know something's behind you, but I just absolutely refuse to turn around because yeah. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get made to feel scared. Rob, don't of... shake your head. You know you've been, you've played scary yeah. games before. I it's jump. Not like, I jump at certain. It's things, not like Resident Evil yeah. where you jump, where something jumps through the window and you jump, or like Silent Hill where you you hear something or see something creeping out of darkness and you go, "Oh shit!" This is more. It's a sense of like a dread. creeping dread, you yeah, know, yeah. and I don't need that in my life. So no, no I won't be only playing that much more. <laughs> the only time I get this, I'm not, literally not making a joke, is when my credit card statement arrives. <laughs> that's when I get a fear in the pit of my stomach that I've done it again, and it's opening that. That's creeping dread, no, not a horror game. Well, I guess we'll see. You should play it. Maybe you'd uh, maybe you change your opinion. Yeah, maybe I would. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't clock up a three grand expense bill on your <laughs> credit card. <laughs> I think you get trebles every time it gets mentioned. What? So it's nine grand. It got, it got passed anyway. Right, okay. Well, at Leipzig, we should be taking a little look at Silent Hill. That's supposed to be there. We're well, getting preview code for that next yeah, week. Yeah, preview In that code case, I won't bother seeing it at Leipzig. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Konami. We haven't seen an awful lot of Silent Hill, and I think it's because maybe we're not that psyched for it. Would that be fair? Would be fair. It's a kind of change of developer, i.e., Konami internal studios well, aren't doing was it. Okay, there wasn't it. That was another. That was the British developer doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't a classic. But the enthusiasm in Tim's voice. Silent Hill's just been copied too many times by other people. Yeah, it's and not Dan... Silent Hill's fault so much. They, they, it was amazing at first. The but... room was excellent. Silent Hill, the room. That was a. That was the one that everyone reckons is, isn't so good. I think that's the best of the bunch. I really like that one. That wasn't even a Silent Hill game. Apparently, they put the the moniker the room on. Really, uh, the room. They put the Silent Hill moniker on at the end. Well, that's interesting. Just, yeah, didn't know that. The room. Because I think that's, one, that's by far one of the best. I like the way it always gives you this window on the world which gradually gets you know, less and less. And less mm. That's a very interesting concept. Yeah. No doubt about it. And uh, Fatal Frame, I think it was three, did the same thing. Mm. Project, it's called Project Zero over here. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people on there are listening to podcasts shouting, it's called Project Zero. Fatal Frame in Japan, Project Zero over here. Um, the third one, I think, is like you spend half the game in the real world and half the game in this, this nightmare place. where. Why did they on. change the name to Project Zero over here? They changed the name of Siren over here as well to Forbidden Siren. Forbidden Siren. Yeah. Just, just because... But like Fatal Frame sort of pretty much sums up the entire game. Yeah. Whereas Project Zero it does... Like, anything like, with Project in the title. Sounds a bit like Fatal Fury, though. Anything with Project in the title is, is bad news, except yeah. uh, Project Origin, which is a great-looking game. Yeah. And I'll be seeing that at Leipzig, too. Still got a crap name, though. <laughs> it has got a rubbish name. But, but we'll, be, we'll be dishing out uh, big time in our next issue on uh, Project Origin. Yeah, 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 check that out, because that is one smoking hot game. That is, the, uh, the I think, the absolute biggest developer q and I've ever seen on a game, which is genuinely full of... Like yeah, rammed it's, with it's interesting great, stuff. It, actually, it's a really great interview and it's worth checking out. That's our issue on sale, beginning of September. Yes. So you should definitely check that out. Mike's going to come back from uh, Leipzig Stoke for that game because it's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, you came back and we're we're singing its praises at after E3. Yeah, I did say before that's because like it was great, but everything else at E3 I played was a bit. Yeah. I'm hoping we'll finally get to go hands on with Bayonetta. We'll see. More than that, I'm hoping to go hands on with some hot sausage action and uh, <laughs> get get some beer and sausage down my neck every evening. Remember Snaps. the pret. Don't forget the pretzels. Giant pretzels. Giant pretzels. A meat suitcase. Yeah. Bring us back a meat suitcase. We're going to a, a restaurant on Wednesday night. We've already got it booked. Where you physically cannot order, you cannot not order beer. Right. So everything you order comes with beer. So say you have, oh yeah, you know, I'd like some uh, some chicken and some uh, fries, and thanks very much. They'll look at you and they'll say. Got no. the beer in there. No, no, no Gaffer, we cannot. No, no, I'm not going to do, <laughs> do the accent. But they'll, they'll say no, Mr. Gaffer. No, no, no. I'm afraid that doesn't fly. Not in, uh, not in our restaurant. Thanks. They're going to be much. too busy prostrating your Aryan form like, to be able to, to, to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's a Nazi. <laughs> ha, ha. The, the Uberman has returned to his home nation. Ruling Deutschland. <laughs> they are going to think I'm German over there. That happened when I was yeah. in Shanghai. Everyone was coming up to me and talking to me in German. Very Germanic. Yeah. Yeah. And you just talked back to them in German. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being Germanic. There's nothing like, wrong with being Germanic. I'll tell you Germanic. what, well, I've been to Germany. That's a great, that's a great country. Cracking women in Germany. Oh, beautiful the women. ladies. The ladies of Leipzig are outstanding. Unbelievable. Great sausage as well. I'll tell you what, yeah. I've been watching the Olympics the last few days, and this may be controversial, but I've been watching the Olympics, and sure enough, the German girls, what a lovely looking bunch they are. Yeah. And the Russian girls, again, lovely looking bunch. And I'll tell you what, our British girls, British girls oh, right, no, are letting yeah. us slide down, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Spanish girls are nice. A little lick on makeup here and there wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Very racist, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the racist Spanish. The old racist Spanish. We should yeah. clarify that, but we're not just saying all Spanish no, people no. are racist. The um, Spanish uh, basketball team posed um, for a team photo. And what did they do? They did the old Bugs Bunny slitty eyes gag. The, Argenti- the Argentines did it as well. And one football team was doing it. Else, every time they scored a goal, they'd run up to the camera and do what, it. What, and grab their eyes and do the... Do oh, the do that. That's oh. poor, isn't it? That's poor. That's a poor performance. <laughs> set, poor. The old, set the old racial argument. Have you seen the, the building years. that the swimming's in? Yeah, the big blue cube. That's unbelievable. Amazing. amazing building. What an amazing building. Yeah. That is architecture right there. Even the stadium's amazing. The bird's nest is just absolutely fabulous. Yeah. They certainly pulled out all the stops too. They have pulled the stops break. out like yeah. never before. Did you like you the way st- the walls the wall, the they built around the slum there, that was good. Yeah, they built a wall around um, the rougher areas in, uh, in uh, Beijing so that you just can't see them. <laughs> on one side, it's a horrible, tatty red brick wall, and on the other side, it's a lovely white kind sort of, of very traditional, yeah, very of, traditional yeah, yeah. design. So yeah, it's like you know they're 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 really uh, make, pulling out the stops for the games, even if it means just hiding all of the parts. And in between events, desirable. you can play the brilliant effort Sega and Idos of uh, yeah, someone that's right. for your playing pleasure. They're yeah. good, like, tapping good. some buttons. And or and indeed, summer athletics if you're strapped for cash. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've had a bit of summer athletics is one of the the games that we've had uh, in the office this month to review. We've also had a couple of other games review code. We've had um, not to give our scores away and stuff in the next issue, but I mean we've had. Uh, we finally had two human review code. Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. FIFA. Well, all the, all the, FIFA. All, the all of the big EA, NH, all the big EA, big EA 09 Force franchises. Unleashed. Force yeah, Unleashed. That's yeah, that's unexpected. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, says Jim, with, with a tone in his voice which is reflective uh, of the... the Mercenaries didn't what, quite come in, did it? But we did a, we, we've had literally 99% finished code. So we, let's, talk, let's talk a bit about two human, Mike. I mean, you, yeah. you, you know a lot about it. You, you kind of know tons about that sort of, that sort of genre of game. I mean... Your your preview was was pretty much absolutely spot on uh, last month, which was that it's somewhat of a disappointment. Having uh, se- having seen the finished review code, are you you pretty think, much standing by that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the game's gonna be incredibly divisive. I mean, uh, 
what it does, it does very well, I think. And what it does is something I like. And I think a lot of people, because um, the preview I wrote actually ended up online, courtesy of the CBG Voice. Thanks, CBG Voice, for printing out our context. Mm -hmm. But um, it went, we banged it up online, and it received a very strange response. We had a lot of people agreeing <clears throat> with it because they played the demo, and they were like, yeah, this game is not what I expected. And a lot of people who perhaps were expecting exactly what the game is were very upset that we would be you know, so, so harsh on it. And I don't think we were harsh at all. We were quite fair, in fact. Um, it's a game that's been in development for 10 years and it feels as though to the, the developers, uh, Silicon Knights, who are an excellent, excellent developer, mm. it feels as though they've almost forgotten what it is to play the game with fresh eyes. Yeah. It feels like they're too familiar with the game. Um, I mentioned in the preview that the game doesn't explain itself very well. And we had a lot of people saying, oh, you know, it does a perfectly good job of explaining itself. And I'm going to say, no, it doesn't do a perfectly good job of explaining itself. It doesn't explain itself well at all. Fact is, I, I didn't say in the preview that's a bad thing. Really, it isn't a bad thing. Those games thrive on not explaining themselves. Fantasy Star Online had so much that you could only learn by you know tunneling through the internet and learning and reading about how to level mags and so on. That's what gives the game its depth, not explaining itself. What to, the problem with Too Human is so much of it is not poorly explained, just straight up inexplicable. Mm. It's um. A disappointment in a number of regards. Yes, we, we played it lots. We I played I, I chipped in about twenty five hours into the game. So anyone who might say perhaps you didn't, you know, tap into the yeah. depth of it. No, no it is that game got played and played and played because it's a game I've been looking forward to. I love Fantasy Star Online, I love Diablo, I love Dungeon Crawlers. So I sat down and gave it all the time I could. We played it in co op as well. Um and it's a massive disappointment. Mm. It's very bland, very samey. And one thing the, the, um, the Blizzard guys have been saying about the new Diablo, Diablo 3, is that, you know, we, can't, we don't want to make all of our environments really dark like a lot of people are requesting because we want to have lots of variety. We want people to see lots of different things. And in Too Human, it's always very, very similar. I mean, even Fantasy Star Online had four very distinct separate zones, but Too Human doesn't have such variety. It has two, surely. It's got the... The nice green it does lush have the, cyber um, world, yeah, it does have the and cyber then world. the dungeons. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I, I only think, played it for a few hours, but yeah, it's it's. I really wanted to like it. Yeah, with four players, I think it'd still be fun. Yeah, with two players, it's all right. But I said this before: almost everything is fun with two people, mm. except maybe showering in prison. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's always more fun to have a second person doing anything and to say, oh yeah, you know, maybe you didn't play it with two. That's that's fair enough. And you know, we did play it with two, and it was fun. We had fun with two, but that's not marks for the game. That's marks no. for having people around you. That's marks for having friends. Yeah. Uh, the fighting system is good, and I yeah. think it's uh, it's deep enough. Uh, it, 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 the problem people were saying in that perhaps you know maybe we didn't get deep into the fighting system. Um, no, we got as, as deep as you can go into the fighting. We think. I mean, there might be like incredible, incredibly complex system very late in the game. But um, would you watch a film that was thirty hours long and then the last ten hours were really good? Well, no, no one would expect you to sit through that. No. So to say, well, you've got to play it, play it for twenty hours before it gets good is. No, it says something I'm unprepared yeah. for. Thank, thanks very much. Better than Space Age, though, which just came out on the gas-powered sequel. Gas I understand, yes, sequel, I understand. Yeah. Although I understand that uh, Mythos, the uh, the game by the guys who did Hellgate, oh, yeah. which is currently in limbo, we don't know what's happening with it. That looks very good. On the PC, that looks excellent. I'm looking so forward to playing that. Diablo is the one I, I want now. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm almost definitely. certain it'll get announced for 360 within the next few months. I really hope it does. It'd be nice to play on a console. Of all of Blizzard's games, it's the most appropriate for a mm -hmm. console. Uh, too human to round up. Um, I think we. I was fairly, uh, fairly kind to it. 
in the preview. Uh, and the, I think anyone who's upset by the preview is going to be astonished by the review, which wasn't done by me, so you'll be glad to hear that. mail, not to Mike. Not but to me. I think that, you know, I think we'll probably find actually that I think people generally will find that what you said in your preview will be echoed throughout all, all the reviews. I mean, we've already seen a couple, so. of, couple of reviews come out in the States which has scored it in, as a six, but, six, 67, 68. Yeah, I, ag- I agree with that. Though, but at the same time, I think a lot of people are going to like the game. And if you do, good luck to you, because I think this game... My, my big problem with it is it isn't more. It isn't better than it is. Because mm. it should be so good. All of the ingredients are there for a really great game. Yeah, absolutely. And it was almost there. It was so close. And you, you think, well, maybe one more year would have done it. But they had 10, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's just... It just has the air of a game that's. That, that, you're absolutely spot on. Is that you know the the guys have spent so long on it with this concept for so long that they just can't see the wood from the trees anymore, and it's just like it, it feels like a game that's not. It needed someone to come in like above Dyak and say this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work with a fresh pair of eyes, you know, Look because I think Dyak went mental on NeoGaf when someone dared kind of like you know question the game I mean yeah. it just shows a man who's too close to his project taking mm. it too personally old Dennis yeah. D is um, uh, unfortunately Lauren to himself he's, I'm sure he's a, you know we will you, we have met him he's a thoroughly nice mm. guy and um, unfortunately getting onto an internet forum and def- you know, defending yourself you're like, you will never see me on the uh, CVG thread saying no no too human is this too human is that because you can't win can you, you, yeah. you A you can't win and B let the game speak for you mm. Let it speak for you. If, if it's a great game, it's a great game. And I'm sure it will. And I'm sure the game will have a lot of fans and a strong community. Mm. And those that community will adore the game, just as the Fantasy Star community adored Fantasy Star and just yeah. as the Diablo community adored Diablo. But it ain't as good as either of those games, unfortunately. Well, and it's not going to get the universal acclaim that both of those do. When if will get the sequel? The well, old trilogy, inter- yes. Yeah, no, that is an interesting question. We were talking about that in the office. You know, I guess it depends how it sells. Yeah. I mean, if it's an absolute... If it's an absolute blockbuster, then they'll green light. The they're sequel. not going to be making Even any. They're yeah. not going to be making any judgments based on uh, on critical reception. Yeah. Only on sales. And, and they're not going to be basing any any judgments either on uh, on on uh, Silicon Knights' plans for the second two games. Mm. What it's going to come down to, plainly and simply, is how much money it makes. Yeah. Just um, make Eternal Darkness two instead. Yeah, yeah oh, I right. love a bit of Eternal exactly. Darkness two. That's what they should do. So anyway, we uh, so with us, that's too human. We also it's probably worth just talking a little bit about Force Unleashed. That mm. split the office. That divided the office. I was well, I was I was off ill when it came in, so I'd, I'd, it's probably better you guys talk about this. It did temporarily because I previewed it last issue, and without getting going mad over it, thought that you know it was a good game. Um, Mike Mike disagreed vociferously. Yeah, disagreed strongly. But I, I've certainly come. I wouldn't say I'd gone over to Mike's side. Oh, oh someone's brought their message. mobile phone. Brought their phone. Sorry, oh, sorry, that's my fault. Mike. Oh. And I did his message I have to take, unfortunately. I will set it to silent after this. He's <laughs> <laughs> literally responding to it. Um, it, has, it wasn't quite as good as I thought it was for my sort of couple of hours on the, on the preview build. And, uh, Andy's done a good job on the review. I think he's got it spot on. I think yeah. it's a game that looks lovely. Don't start, Mike. I'm glad he's occupied on the phone. <laughs> uh, I think it's a game that looks really nice. It's well, that's, that's the whole point. That's what split the office. It's not the ga- the whole game. It's just the visuals. Yeah. Because, you know, I have I sit right next to our Giganto screen mm. in the office and I've seen pretty much every 360 game come and go. And the Force on is just, to my eyes, has literally the best visuals I've seen personally. <laughs> In a game, I, just I de- as far I as I am astonished by the reaction I, from both of you. I definitely, well, I definitely won't go that far, but it, it's it's definitely a nice, it's definitely a, a, I would go as far to say a beautiful looking game. 
Um, but gameplay-wise, very, very kind of run-of-the-mill. The, uh, the Euphoria engine does some incredible things with physics. Uh, it's a great gimmick, a great little trick, but the rest of the game is, is basic. The levels are linear. Um, the melee combat's boring. It gets very sloggy the later on you get into the game. But it's got a great, great story, real proper Star Wars kind of, um, you know, epic feel to it it's got some you great think you characters. have to be a kind of uber geeky star wars fan though because everything that's not in the films themselves and i'm talking about the original three films really Every, almost everyone's a star wars fan though jim and the people oh no yeah but star to an wars extent fans. but but to get into the kind of in between what happened in the clone wars type maybe stuff, that goes i think beyond. it stands alone quite well because the apprentice is quite a good character and there's some quite good new characters introduced and they're quite a few nice cameos I, I think it's. I just think production-wise, it's excellent all round. Just think gameplay-wise, it's. Not, I wouldn't say mediocre, but. I think not it's. Great. It, it has got the kind of. It'll vo- sell though. Yeah, it'll sell loads. It'll but sell it has loads. got the kind of. It's got the kind of vibe of being a, tech demo with, with a little bit added on, layered on top. You know, it's not. I mean, like the first level, you're 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 the most powered up man in the galaxy, which is Darth Vader. Yeah. And from mm-hmm. there, it's kind of like... He does the Metroid thing, basically. You start with all the powers in the game yeah. and, you, uh, and you end up t- losing them, but the way they do it is by starting off as Vader and then continuing Although as Although Vader's really sluggish to control, the, the Apprentice is a lot more sort of nippy mm. and live, yeah. and he's actually much more fun to control. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But I just think it's like, you know, it sets its stall out so early with this kind of these... Um, there's, I guess there's two arguments here. I mean, there's the argument that often we say, you know, why don't you, why don't game game designers go bold and allow you to get hold of all this stuff right from the start, you know? And then there's the kind of argument where a sort of slow building approach, a slow build, built a slowly built approach may have given it a bit more of a better pacing, you know, because having like chucking all that, like showing off their engine on the mm. very first level with you throwing Wookiees around left, right, and centre. I'll let the Wookiee win. Kind of just spoil it a little it bit. It is a I bit think. of a preposterous opening, to be honest. It does look a bit stupid because it's not the best graphical mm. level of the game. I think it's one of the ugliest levels. Yeah, of the Vader game, yeah. looks like a bit of an idiot. Literally, I think I said in my preview, he literally looks like he's stomping around in his wellies like an angry, Farmer. a very tall, angry Sith. Yeah. <laughs> and then just literally throwing hairy man, beast man around. It just looks, yeah. it all, it's all a bit pantomime. Well, to hear um, Rob and Jem talk about it, it actually makes me want to rage against the game and really, cu- <laughs> really cuss the game out. The fact is the game's not that bad. It's, it's pretty good. It's not going to set anyone's world on fire. I mean, it's really not. It's, it's average in, in my opinion, almost every way. These guys think the um, visuals are superb. I, I'm not convinced at all in that regard. I think uh, I've seen a dozen better games this month already. I think Mercenaries is a better looking game. I think Pure is a better looking game. Mercenaries. And these guys are sucking their teeth like I said something controversial. It's not. It's a horribly ugly game. Mercenaries is a, is a what's more, shocking. What's yeah. more, um, the uh, Force Unleashed isn't the best game released this year with The Apprentice in. Mm. And that's the, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, and they're definitely not the best looking. So we had Soul Calibur in, in the last month and hopefully everyone's playing at home because it is a fantastic game. And that's the best Star Wars game to have been released probably in the last 10 years, and it's not a Star Wars game. Mm. It's a real shame that The Force Unleashed isn't as good as it could have been. I would have liked to have seen like a really nice Devil May Cry or Ninja Gaiden-style combat system instead of just a button-mashing mm. Or like I said, the Jedi Academy melee, lightsaber melee combat, which is Oh, the Jedi brilliant. Academy stuff was excellent, yeah. Mm. Which is brilliant. And they could have done so much with the... Co- like, you know, instead, what they've given you is a poor man's psyops. Yeah, a really, really not just the poor man psyops, the poorest man psyops. Yeah, a really rubbish combat system, uh, and the excellent Euphoria physics system, which just makes everything more fun. Yeah. Let's have it in everything for now. Let's just have it in every game because it makes everything more fun. 
Um, other than that, I think you'll probably get bored slinging Wookiees around quite quickly. Yeah, I got bored after the first level, I've got to admit. Download the demo, there's a demo coming very soon. Yeah. Play that. Yeah. If you play it five times, if you're bored of it, then you're bored of the entire game. Yeah. Because it doesn't change much. And it does get worse. Some of the later levels were like... I understand there's a part where you have to... Spoiler time. Uh, tune out for the next 60 seconds if you're really worried about spoilers. There's a part where you have to pull down a Star Destroyer from the sky. Mm. And it, our, our reviewer, Andy Hartup, described it as the most frustrating bit of any game he's ever played. The worst part of any game he has ever played. And, he, and it's a testament to how strong the rest of the game is. It's still got the score yeah. it gets. But he said it's the most tremendously frustrating bit. It took him an hour, that one bit, alone, just to get past that section. Yeah. I'm not, oh, that's, that's bad design yeah, now, it's fair enough to say maybe Andy's not great at games which isn't true he's actually excellent mm. and maybe he's just bad at that one bit mm. it's still bad design to keep someone stuck on that yeah. bit that's Jet Force Gemini design right there especially Jet since Force that's Shit. your big freaking mother load yeah that was the big money shot yeah. that was the, yeah. that was the yeah. big bit you know yeah oh well oh well Never mind game that got announced well it got officially announced today we've known about it for a, for a couple of um, couple of well probably a couple of weeks is the, a new Batman game uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and uh, it's uh, by the guys who did Urban Chaos, Chaos Riot Response, Response yeah which um, game, which some people might remember is the, it was shield, the sort of shield yeah you used to have shield, like a yeah, yeah. riot shield and it, used it was to, a very 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 basic first person shooter but very fun at what it did yeah, yeah. Um, and we've seen screenshots I mean we haven't seen it in action or anything we've seen screenshots and stuff and it looks quite great look to it quite interesting it? yeah it's mm. very Dark and kind of uh, yeah, it looks good. I think Mike was saying earlier that it's supposed to be a, a stealth game, but but not where not you're s- powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you have the where you have the power as long as you're in we shadows. Were saying it looked like Manhunt, didn't we? And like kind of yeah, aesthetic of the kind. Arkham of like, Asylum's oh. not a nice place. No, Anyone who's read man. the comics would know. It's a great place to it's set. A thoroughly it, unpleasant places. Yeah. And of course, it's you know it's an, uh, a mass, a truly massive place. So you can set the entire game there and really mix up the environments. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about the fact that well, no, this, I guess fans will love this, but like every single supervillain in the in the Batman universe, they're literally going to try and cram in there. Well, that's because fight. you know at some point they've all been locked up there, yeah. so it's not unreasonable to say at this one that's point. Quite, that's kind of what in. they did in that Arkham Asylum graphic novel, though, is that yeah. there were a lot of mm. there were a lot of villains in there at the same time, and that was the whole. I don't know how close it's based on the graphic novel, if at all, but. Um, but in the in the graphic novel, it's it's um, there's there's a well there's not really a riot. It's kind of like the the inmates take over the asylum. Yeah. And so there's all the Batman villains are in the right. in the in there anyway, and Batman has to go in and kind of. Well, the villain, the quality of the villains are arguably Batman's biggest selling Absolutely, point above yeah. all other heroes. Yeah. It's just the whole pantheon of them. You've got like at least a dozen really good villains, which is something no other. I mean, I'm not saying you know other superheroes have got great. You know, uh, I've never been arch convinced enemies. of the strength of uh, Batman's villains. It's, just, it's the number of them. I it's the know, number of them. I don't know about a dozen, but he has got like a, he has got like some good ones. I mean, the Joker's obviously great. Joker's real strong. Yeah, the Riddler's potentially quite interesting. Riddler's always interesting. He's always yeah. been a, been done when he's done camp. He's not so good, but when he's done dark, he's very he's very in- interesting. Yeah, Ra's al Ghul has been good depending on who's writing him. Yeah, when Grant Morrison did the thing where he stole everyone's ability to speak, that was an excellent. Yeah, excellent I think the simple one. fact that you can name these villains and we all know. With the old, without even getting geeky mm, about yeah. it, proves there are no the point. Doctor Doom there. There are no Magneto. There are no uh, Mister Freeze. No, no Doctor Freeze. Doom, Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus. That's Spider Man. As far as I'm concerned, that's Spider Man out. Yeah, you know. Hey, Doctor Doctor Octopus is a strong. Doctor Octopus, right? Yeah, he's all right. We were talking about in the office actually earlier. Me and Mike, being the comic geeks that we are, um, about who, about who? Because I always, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, Gem, Gem's not far off. Because I sort of in my head 
think of Batman as having the best villains. And that's why I said to you earlier, yeah. Batman's got such great villains. But actually, when I saw the list, like, yeah, I was like, Mister Freeze, a lot of like a lot of Harley bigs, Quinn, yeah, a lot of big. Harley Quinn was kind of from the drawn from the animated series as well. Like a good character, one of the better, one of the better villains. But it was kind Harley of like Quinn. testament to how. I'm not in even a way, sure weak Batman's rogue gallery, oh, rose gallery is that they had to they, they took old um, I think it was Paul Dini's character from from uh, the cartoons. Yeah. I don't know. Someone's going to correct me on that. It's been a yeah. while since I read the comics. Yeah. But no, Batman's uh, Batman's best villains are the best villains. Yeah. Batman's rest of the, the rest of his rose gallery are a bit a bit weak. Guys like Killer Croc. Yeah. It depends on the Batman you're talking about because there's the the fun. Silly Batman yeah. with the Bocco and Wacko coming up on the screen, yeah. and then there's the Dark Knight. I think yeah. you do, you darken down Batman and you darken down his villains, and suddenly you've got a very interesting. Is the, egg, game. Is the Eggman? Uh, is it Eggman? Egghead. Egghead. That's Sonic. Is it, is it, yeah, sorry, is Egghead. Vincent Price himself. Is Egghead a, a I think, comic I think villain, Egghead, or is he just for the Adam West? No, series? I think Egghead was a comic villain. King Tut was the one which was just the one from, right. from the from the, from the Adam Price, West series. Yeah. Yeah. Vincey Price. Vince, <laughs> like a bit of Vincent Price. I love a bit of Vince. But anyway, the, the screenshots, of, you're right, they were sort of kind of like a cross between... Judge Dredd. Yeah, he looked a bit... He was, had a <laughs> big, big jaw. jaw. He's got a big chin. And the Joker, I mean, we've seen some artwork for it. I was saying to Rob, I thought he looked like Jack Nicholson's Joker. I thought he looked a bit like George Clooney's Batman. Yeah. I think, all in all, it looked good. There's one screenshot we've seen which worried me a little, which is the part where Batman's fighting. It all looked... And now I know you can say, oh, it's just a screenshot, but it all looked a little bit AAB, AAB, AAB. Yeah. You know, and what, I, what I'd like is if you're going to be Batman, who's like basically the best fighter in the world, mm. as well as the world's best greatest detective, you know, you should be able to feel, and there should be... Sherlock Holmes is the world's greatest detective. I said that the other day. Nah, Batman. Batman. It's no, all about Batman. Sherlock Holmes. Hey, listen, ba- Batman, Batman works out that Smyx gas was a combination of three different beauty products. <laughs> How'd you like that? How'd you like that? In what, your is face? Whole, what, you, what has Sherlock Holmes do? What has Sherlock Holmes done? Poirot could have them both. My massive companions. I don't yeah. even mention Poirot in the same breath as Holmes. That's Batman versus Sherlock Holmes. That's the next. But what scares me is when a game says like, "Oh, there's a bit of fighting, there's a bit of stealth, there's a bit of puzzling." You're yeah. like, ah. So it's like yeah. a master, it's a jack of all trades, yeah. master of precisely none. Th- one game which gets it right, I guess, is Splinter Cell, which is a good bit of shooting, good bit of stealth. You know, it gets both fairly spot on, but makes the shooting cumbersome enough that you don't ever really want to shoot. Yeah. Do you want to stay in shadows? Now, with Batman, he has to be ridiculously powerful. In one-on-one, he has to be able to beat anybody. So you have to give him a combat system which reflects that. At the same time, you have to make sure he's more powerful in the shadows. So that means you have to make him so, so powerful as long as he's in the darkness. Mm. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a difficult thing. It's going to be an interesting one. I mean, being a Batman geek myself, I'm, I'm totally stoked for it. And uh, I'm really, really, really interested to see what they do with it. The thing is, if you're coming from the point of view that Lego Batman aside, the last game was Batman Begins, yeah, exactly. which is probably one of our mm. lowest scoring games ever. Yeah. See, I didn't. If Batman Begins is this, on Xbox, yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, the game. Not the, See, no. I didn't think that was terrible. It was awful. I didn't think it was terrible, but <laughs> that's 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 got a very similar feel. So how this one sounds like it's going to be very stealthy. Well, planning attacks. Well, get into the shadow, out of the shadows, bosh, 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 back into the shadows. They they, they pitched Batman Begins as being a stealth game, but it wasn't. Because the thing is, is that you, there was it was so it was so full of set pieces where it was like if you shoot if you like shoot at the, there was one bit in a museum yeah if you shoot up on there and then that comes down and that'll knock that the the dinosaur bones over mm. and then that'll bring the guys in you have to do trigger one thing in order to get the whole level to progress. I had a great day down at EA Chertsey oh, reviewing that. Yeah. I came out with this massive score. That's because they slipped uh, you a brown envelope. And then game <laughs> and then games master sort of sort of like you went to the like, old EA bribe party. Yeah. Ran around the rest of the magazines and said, "What do you all think?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, it's crap." And they're like, 
Bob. What? What? <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> no. It's one of my. That was one of my reviewing faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> giving a massive score. Yeah. Rob, I think you might have been the only person in the world. I think who liked those that lovely movie. sandwiches they kept giving me when <laughs> yeah. I was playing. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> have brown envelopes. <laughs> and they, they were filled with happy juice. Yeah, the brown envelopes yeah. were brown, brown sandwiches, <laughs> and they were filled with lovely crayfish and, and lovely dressings. <laughs> and a little drop of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, this game's great. I, you know what I'd love to see do a Batman game? Starbreeze. Yeah, yeah. They, they've yeah, already done a game set in a, a terrifying prison. Yeah, man alive, make it third person. They did. They got the combat well, right. They got the puzzling yeah. right, and they got the, 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 darkness the hiding is a bit like fight. Gotham, was a bit like Gotham, you know. Very yeah. much so. Well, I mean, the, the darkness is like you know, Top Cow's Batman. Mm. They are you know, they were originally Image Comics. Top Cow's yeah. Batman. My long banished lisp just came back in that last conversation. <laughs> what oh, that? that was terrible. What was that? I thought I've just been breathing, breathing till I'm thick. But um. Yeah, cool. So that's Batman. Batman's coming, and uh, and and From, maybe even getting a look at Leipzig. Probably not. We'll yeah, see. they'll definitely they'll be mention of it for they'll, sure. Yeah, they'll go big at it, big on it at Leipzig. So we should have uh, much more next issue. Um, what else have we been doing this month? Then we've been. Out, I can't think where we've well, been out we and about on trips. About, we allowed to talk about FIFA. Uh, I guess we, we are. Yeah, around it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We're doing yeah. an exclusive review on that. Yeah, and um, well, we're going to have a big camp splitting argument again now, but. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with it. Michael came up with the argument, I'm sure he will in a minute, that you know it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's another gentle, positive evolution. Pushing of the, the right direction. It was a, it was a strong game excellent. last year. It was a strong game this year. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna just say that I just think they had a chance to really like kick Pez and the Goolies this year, and I don't yeah. think they've quite done enough. Especially with the new producer on board, you think he'd want to stamp his authority on it? I don't think he really has. Saying mm. that, I'm more than happy to concede. I have nothing against FIFA. I, I reviewed it last year, gave it. High seventies and said it was a good, you know, good, almost yeah. great game, and it still is. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think FIFA is uh, the last couple of years. FIFA. I mean, I've always been, as everyone knows, very much a, a Pez man. I've been, I've never touched FIFA. In fact, vociferously hated FIFA for a number of years. The last last year's version of FIFA actually changed my mind somewhat. I mean, I still think it's got a, a lot of problems, but. I, I can see why people like it, and I think last year's version really, for the first time, made me think. You know what? Actually, you, I could quite happily play this. Yeah. And and then UEFA came in, and then it was like right, speeded it up a little bit. Now this is they've nailed it. This now time. I can see why people play. I it. think what's made FIFA look perhaps even better than it is, and it is a good game, a very good game. I think what makes it look better than it is is the quality of the competition. Yeah. Pez hasn't really delivered the goods on the next-gen platforms. No. The last good Pez is still the last PS2 one. Mm. And Seabass and his team really seem to like, have not got to grips with this generation. Their games don't look as good. They're not animated as well. The ball doesn't move as well. It doesn't control as well. Uh, it still feels like a very old-fashioned game. It's waiting for that next-gen leap. It's a Japanese thing with next-gen. I, I really think it is, yeah. Mm. Japan, they're, they're very much Luddites when it comes to next-generation design. Yeah. Would, you, would you say, then, Mike, that if you look at Madden and how not only just stunningly beautiful it is, what a brilliant game it is, and, and then you think that basically um, FIFA is being developed, again, you know, by a multicultural team, but essentially being developed in, in Canada and, yeah. and, and, you know, sort of somewhere that's not a traditional football territory... Would you say that FIFA's all it could be looking at Madden? I think um, I think EA are doing the thing where they often do, which is the one year on, one year off thing. Yeah. Which is last year was a massive evolutionary step for FIFA and it was huge and it was a great step. It really improved the game, really made it a game which was in many ways a Pez beater. And I think I think mm. it's fair to call last year's one better than Pez. This year's is the same game as last year. 
with a few tweaks. It looks as animated better. It looks slightly better again. It doesn't feel like the step they should have had. No. I think they nailed it so well last year. I think they may perhaps struggle to see what they were going to add this year. And they've had the same problem with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods needs certain improvements, uh, needs better graphics, needs uh, you know, better ambience on the courses. Golf is a beautiful game, and, mm. and Tiger Woods definitely isn't. But instead, they've given us a coach, Tiger Woods' own coach, and a club tuner. Mm. And it just strikes me as being like a completely creatively bankrupt studio, if that's what they're giving us. Yeah. But it's not actually, they're not bankrupt. They're just saving it for next year. Mm. They're doing the one year on, one year off thing where they make big improvements one year, small improvements the next. Then they're saving up the big ones for the following year. I think that's part of the new EA they're so anxious to tell us about because they're still piggybacking off the back of huge franchises. And then mm. it just irritates me because they've got resources to do more than that. And yeah. I, I still think, you know, there are still some things I could literally sit down with a FIFA producer and tell him, you know, the fact that when you're trying to clear your lines, um, you can still only punt the ball about 25 yards when in real life someone can kick it, you know, I'll 60. I'll the tell you what the biggest flaw is with FIFA. Feels too floaty like. I, I know that Pez has got a lot of flaws, but I love it anyway. But I'll tell you what the biggest flaw with FIFA is, is that your, your, your team, if you're playing a 4-4-2, your team sits in a flat bank of two fours and, and a two. And once you bypass midfield... No one steps out from defence and no one falls back from midfield. So Matt once you're past midfield, goals. that's why Pellet scores all the yeah. time in the office. It's because you can't defend against it. So basically what you hate is that Pellet's a spawny bastard. Yeah. No, I just hate the fact that FIFA allows him yeah. to do that. But then Pez allows him to score from 50 yards out every time, almost every time. He will bang that ball uh, like five times one will go in. Yeah, now that means by the end of the game, he can probably come out with a good six or seven goals just from like 50-yard belters. The new Pez is an absolute shambles. The current Pez, rather. I'm yeah. hoping Pez 2009 really fixes all of those things. And from what we're seeing, I don't think it is. It really, I'd, I'd love to sit down with Seabass and really pick his brain because I don't know what's quite going on with his team. The, all of their innovations this year are things copied from FIFA. Mm. All of them. Yeah. I don't give a crap about that. I just want the game to be okay. Same as me. I just want it to feel like it used to feel good. Feel like, but we're hearing some good noises emanating because um, our sister sort of magazine, PSM3, has got an exclusive reveal on it this month. And they're NDA'd up the hilt, which means that they've been disappearing into a room to play They it. literally have to play it behind and they, closed doors. I cannot stress how big a Pez fans they are, bigger even than any of us. I cannot also stress how much they hate the last Pez on PS3. They hate it. But they still play it. Well, they... They do. They played it every day for a year. In yeah, spite they of do. They they did. Well, that's how much they love it. Yeah. But the noises coming out of that room, you know, they're noises of love. Yeah. And noises that's of what pure makes joy. me. That's that's. I hope they're not man love. Man but on I man hope, love. I hope they got bored with the game. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah the game's rubbish. They just I, appreciate each other. I, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean, Mike. About it. it's about pellet scoring, for example, pellet scoring a lot of long long range the goals. And, and there are special. players. There are players in pairs like Gerard and Lampard who are massively. Who score billions who, of long range goals in pairs? He, he does. Pellet because he's a freaking. Who are massively overpowered. But I do think what Pez does and what I like about Pez and the reason I like it more than FIFA is that it does give you a chance. So if you've if you've if someone breaks through your midfield, you've still got a chance of keeping that ball out with a bit of good defending. Whereas in FIFA, it's game over. You get past the midfield, it is literally game over. In, in, contra in contrast, what I like man. about FIFA is when you shoot a long ball forward, you've got a chance of landing it on one of your players' feet. 
In pairs, it always goes to the other team because in pairs, every animation is pre-canned. It just, it just waits for every animation to play out. You're often out of control for like three or four or five seconds sometimes. That's unacceptable. FIFA has really redefined the way a football game should control, if not the way it should feel. Mm. Definitely the controls. But not the field. I think yet. it's fair to say that there's quite a split in the office about uh, between PES and FIFA, which we acknowledge actually in the issue coming out uh, at the beginning of September is that Matt and Mike are very much on, on the FIFA side of things. Me and Rob are very much on the PES side of things. Traditionalist. And 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 and, and our, I'm it's, actually on the sensible soccer side of things. Yeah, I'm on the Disney soccer three side of things. Yeah, Jim likes a little bit of Mario football. No, Goofy's got a good you know good cross touch too. Right, let's have a few questions then, uh, then, Jim. Oh, yes, yes. I should just stop hogging the conversation. Mo- this is your big moment, we, 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 we won't do them all because there's quite a lot of them. But, do each one in uh, a well, different we've already sort of gone bef- uh, We've already um, guessed a few of them beforehand. Um, uh, okay, well, I have to do the accent for this one because he's called Fly- Flaming Scotsman anyway. Uh, it's quite a good question. Uh, right. Having bought the genius that is Braid <laughs> on Xbox Live, on Matt and Mike's recommendation, actually... I can't get over how just one man could make a game so utterly brilliant. Do you think that this game will inspire other people to follow Jonathan's example and make their game a true labour of love? No. I don't think anyone else is is as talented as old Mr. Blow. I think think Blow is a genuine, special kind of talent. All right. I took the question to mean... Um, when people start making their own games at when home. When they'll be inspired to do something else. Yeah, creative. that's what I was hoping. I think a lot of people will try. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are already trying. I think the, in the last couple of years, um, the independent scene has seen something of a, you know, a bit of a renaissance. Uh, old John Blow actually um, lectures at a lot of conferences for independent developers and trying to encourage experimentation in design mm. and so on. Well, that's all you've got. How well that's going right now, I don't know. I mean, there's st- there are still an awful lot of twin stick shooters being pumped out. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at the PC market and the way that, you know, let's be honest, things are struggling a little bit on PC. I've noticed that PC Gamer, for instance, have taken a lot more towards looking towards the community and what individuals are doing. Mm. Um, without actually giving much of a toss about it, it's not something I've delved massively deeply into, but... I can see that kind of talent coming over to Xbox Live, especially now Microsoft are actually going to be paying people effectively mm. to come yeah. up with good, with good stuff. But the good thing is you've got these people sat at home and they don't have amazing engines and things like that. So what their main, their main thing they've got to make games with is their imagination. Mm. Yeah, they have the, you have to trade in, in imagination when mm. you do that. I've been playing on the um, PS3 lately, actually, Everyday Shooter quite a lot. It's yeah. a twin stick shooter, which they, you know, he's done something quite clever and creative with a different way of chaining every level and every level plays a different tune, and the sounds, the things yeah. you shoot go along with the tune. It's actually a very, like, a very clever way of doing something that already exists, and I think we'll see a lot of that, and then maybe once in a while we'll see something just that is just as creative as Braid. Well, that's it. Hopefully people will be using it to actually tell their own stories, which yeah. is what Braid is really all about. Something, something. I mean, like, if you look at the response to the uh, Spore Creature creator and what, what the community's done with that and, and the imagination and, and a skill of some people that had even Will Wright just going... Our, our art guys who put together this, this incredible looking game, totally imaginative game, I have no idea. Yeah. Never how, expected how, have no, no, But I have no idea how they managed to manipulate the engine to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you, there is, there's some fearsome, fearsome intellect out there and, and, mm. and live is a great way of harnessing And that. Little Big Planet on the PS3 is going to be huge yeah. for people like that. People yeah. who can mm. just make their own games at home. 
there's going to be people, you know, remaking like the whole of Mario World in Little Big Planet. There's going to be people remaking the whole of Mario Bros. in Little Big Planet. Mm. People remaking Bubsy the Bobcat in Little Big Planet and making their own things as Dear well, God, telling man. their own stories. So you can add your own assets into the game, you can add your own art into the game. Well, this is what gaming was like 20 years ago when, you, you know, on the spectrum or whatever, when one you guy could, could make, make your a own game. game. Yeah. Which is why you had sort of two-bit versions of every British sitcom or anything that was, yeah. you yeah. know, you'd, you'd have the young ones or, yes, Prime Minister yeah, or something absolutely. like that because people could just make it and it was, yeah. you know, what was fun at the time. Yeah. And you, obviously you can't... Like two-men teams like the Elite Boys, like uh, uh, Rabin and Bell were and like... They were the rarity. The Codemasters as well. Yeah. Two, yeah. two men, two, uh, two young teenage the, whippersnappers. The Dizzy Boys. Well, that's what the I was Oliver, say, the Oliver, Oliver Twins. twins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it'd be nice to see some kind of return to that, to a like, cottage industry. Mm. So I think, fun. if nothing else, uh, John Blow proves that one guy can make a genuinely great game. I mean, when we come to talk about the games of the year at the end of the year, oh, we're totally. going to be throwing around names like Fallout 3, we're going to throw names like GTA, and in amongst all of them will be this one tiny mm. uh, 1,200 point game, 10 pound game. From Live Arcade. Blow me in there. The connoisseur's option. Mm. Right, next question. Um, from someone called Flying Penguin 18. Um, Who comes from Ireland? <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> no, 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 I don't no, know. I'm making it up. Well, <laughs> okay then. Uh, I recently added Matt on Xbox Live. <laughs> what the frick? Oh, no. Oh, no. One trick pony. And at the weekend, he was playing Viva Pinata. And if I recall correctly, in the first podcast, Mike called it embarrassing to own. It is embarrassing to him, but it's still probably my favourite game on 360. Well, well, we'll get on to that. But also, uh, the question that's repeated about five times on, on, in our questions this time are, what game are you most embarrassed to own? Oh, that's a good question. Cool, that is a good question. See, yeah, I've already read the question, Viva so Pinata, my answer... I think I, may have said, I think he perhaps he may have misunderstood. Mm. Um, Viva Piñata, the collector's edition, comes in this um, technicolored plastic slipcase with raised um, plastic animals on. And going into a shop to buy that is about as embarrassing as going to your local news agency to buy a grot mag. Uh, but it's it's by far it's by far worth every bit of that embarrassment because it is, in my opinion, still the game I spent. I was saying to um, Matt Castle and Endgamer just yesterday, it is the game I spent the second most amount of time with on my 360, the most being Test Drive Unlimited. I, I bought Barbarian Two back in the day, not because <laughs> I wanted the game, was because. This was how hard anything po- vaguely porn-like was to get hold of, just because it had Maria Whitaker, who was a very <laughs> popular page three girl at the time, and basically very little at all. And, and there was a poster with it, and there was a big poster with it as well. So I bought that just because, and because I was so embarrassed um, about buying it in front of my, like you know, my parents seeing, I actually turned the, the sleeve inside out <laughs> and wrote like something on the inside of the sleeve so they wouldn't know that I had. I it. love you, Rob. Yeah. Above Wh- yeah. Marie Whittaker. Yeah. And, and then I hid out. the poster under my mattress. Yeah. Embarrassing games. I d- I d- I'm not sure. I, BMX Reflex would be a big embarrassment. Matt, Matt um, Pellet owns that. Yeah. I, back in the day, this is quite this is quite same as Robert back actually. In the was day, back in the day, isn't it? Whereas I bought a game called McDonald's Land on yeah. uh, Amiga. Yeah. Yeah. Land, yeah. I thought it was all right. <laughs> I honestly thought it was all right. It was what a, a decent whore to, platform. What a whore to Ronald you are. What was that film they made back in... Like, it was like E.T. back in the 80s, but it was just a big McDonald's advert. Mac and Me. Mac and Me, Mac yeah, and yeah. Me. Was that actually yeah. McDonald's related? I understand it? so. I, I think so. Mac and Me. It's a bit like The Wizard, the biggest Nintendo... Yeah. Yeah, every, every, just every minute it's just a big advert for Nintendo. But, but honestly, McDonald's Land was all right. Do you know why I bought McDonald's Land? Because you remember the, the old games mag, the one for Amiga? Yeah. Yeah, that gave it 90%. That's different from the <laughs> other one. What was the other McDonald's game? I don't know, but it was on the Amiga and it was... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Called? 
This one was Does it a, have the Hamburglar in it. This one did as well. No, no, that's, that's, the, the, one Tim's, that's the one Tim's yeah. on about. Now the one that I I was talking about with these two like there was a Mega Drive one, wasn't there? Yeah, and it was like you had like a, a black kid and a white kid walking in harmony through like. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that one. Global Gladiators, is that? Yeah, that, it wasn't that one. It was no, the no. one that was a, a Mario Mario World riff off, yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah, it was well, quite a good Mario. So one of our World readers will tell. One of our listeners will probably tell us, but. But anyway, that's quite embarrassing, I suppose. I have Magna Cum Lauder as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I own a virtual boy, so... Yeah. The thing is, nearly all of the games that I play are embarrassing anyway, the ones that I review. So, And I'm proud of, of playing, you know, cheap movie tie-in platformers. Not, so that's not really we embarrassing. We what we do without you, Jeff. Well, exactly. Who else is going to touch the latest Narnia? Space Chimps. Stuff? Space Chimps. Who else? Space literally, Chimps is the worst, to be fair. Who, literally, yeah, who else howls with glee when Space Chimps comes in? <laughs> Only because I get to and rip begs, it apart. begs to review Hail to the Chimp. But even I am embarrassed to admit that I did actually, uh, when the Harry Potter games first started getting out, I did actually own the first two instalments of that on uh, GameCube and GBA. I enjoyed the last one, actually. I played that quite a it bit. It was just something about getting in Hogwarts and everything would move around. And it was sort of like a big fun. Controlling Hermione, wasn't it, Jeff? That, no. Having a totally indie control. No. Oh, Ron, was it? Oh. Are you trying to uh, get me to admit to some kind of terrible <laughs> she's sexual le- She's legal now, don't worry about it. Yeah, but not in the she, first yeah, two girl's films. 18 and she's going out with a guy who's uh, 27, I think. Sick. Ban this sick <laughs> filth. Good for him. Right, uh, next question. Wait. No accent. Yep. Uh, big Bad Liam. All right, now I've got to do a Big Bad Liam voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's going on with the aliens game which was featured in the everybody's talking section back in issue 64 you slag <laughs> I added the last is that bit. the um, FPS is that the gearbox one yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think what's going on with it is that it's 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 not really anything happening with it no we, it's um, not even being shown in Leipzig we've we've been in discussions about about seeing the latest version of the colonial marines and uh, and it's not really not a ma- massive amount is happening with it, uh, which suggests that it's certainly quite a way away yet. Yeah. Um, I think the f- the other factor to take into consideration is that Gearbox have got an absolutely crap loads of stuff on their plate and an absolutely crap record for tradition out on time. Yeah. Yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see that until the end of next year. No. Um, and we haven't even heard about the RPG. And the RPG mm. pff, could even be 2010. I mean, well, they're saying that what Obsidian are currently finishing off the Neverwinter Nights to the third expansion pack, but they've also got Alpha Protocol and, and Alpha Protocol, yeah. So they've got they've got quite a bit on their plate. But you'll see as that well. alive, so in quite a lot of detail. Actually, yeah, we're right? seeing like we're, you know, we're seeing Alpha Protocol from uh, we're also seeing uh, the I think the Total War guys, the Storm. Oh yeah. Thing. Mm. The um, Alpha Protocol looks really good, but it has the worst graphics ever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But then Obsidian have never been. I'll never win tonight's two. Looks like a shat. Yeah, looks like a shat. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a a a uh, a, a solitary, unique, <laughs> perfectly formed <laughs> shat. shat. Yeah. Next question. Have we got any more? Uh, last question then. Uh, what game might overthrow Call of Duty Four on the Xbox Live chart? Xbox Live charts. Gears of War. Yeah. It won't be Call of Duty Five. I think people are going to stick with Four. I think, mm. I think Call of Duty for players are going to stick mostly I, with I wonder four. if GTA 4 DLC, which should still be out before the end of this year, will, will briefly spark a comeback for GTA, because I'm sure they'll, they'll bung in some new modes for that. Yeah. It's, it's already so complete, though. I wonder what they can, uh, what they can put in there. Yeah. A, a full cart mode would perhaps be the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
But um, I think uh, Gears of War is going to give it a real, real kick in the pants. Mm. But I think Call of Duty is still going to stand up. I think yeah. it's going to stay. It's so good at what it does. I was, People are just playing mental for it. I, I often take like some time off because I only ever play it when a particular friend of mine is on and we, we play together. And um, it's testament just how good the game is that I can take time away from it and come back to it and still be good at the game. Mm. It's so well designed. It is literally like riding a bike. It's so natural and so fluid in every way. That you can just you can you lose the first few rounds maybe, but then you're straight back in yeah. even after a month away from it. I think it's a an excellent game. I think it's by far one of the best games uh, on live. Mm. Um, I think there's a little treat coming for Halo fans. Um, we know that Bungie are adding some stuff to the game later this year. A big drop of content. Yeah, they teased in their Edge um, award acceptance video, mm. uh, which a lot of people believe to be like you know a whole editor, a whole level editor, which could really turn things around for Halo, really make it the number one game yeah. again. The chance for people to build everything from scratch, maybe even build their own campaign levels if yeah. they're going to go that far with it, that would be enormous. That would be huge. Mm. And that would really change things for Halo. Cool. And that was me thinking you were going to say Viva Piñata 2. <laughs> oh, Viva Piñata 2. I'm playing it right now. Everyone's, everyone's going to be very pleased to hear it. It's an excellent, excellent game. Just as good as the first one, but... Exactly the same as the first one. Yeah. It's just bigger. So if you haven't got Viva Piñata yet, wait. The new one's out in a couple of weeks. Grab it then. If you own some form of Viva Piñata for your 360, I don't want to know you. And <laughs> listeners, if you could see the smiley, bright, shining look on Mike's face. It's, uh, it, it, it's a happy-making game. But um, I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what, I've played this before. Mm. I wish I hadn't played the one last year because the new one's so much better. Mm. So you're better off going into it blind if you can. And that's pretty much that. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, do write in with your questions. And uh, I see we missed out a great question there as well. about uh, Is Tim still able to do his old-fashioned emotionless stare like done in the days of NGC? <laughs> the only that reason... was a sinister look, that. I didn't ask that question because I didn't think it made great radio. No, like great you're, audio. Probably, you're probably right. No, that's we, we, that's the look he gives us when good, we ask a time Do off. it anyway. Yeah. Do it, a <laughs> podcast exclusive. Do the look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, do write in with your questions and uh, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.